Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope we're doing good. It's Monday, I know, the beginning of the week. Bites, doesn't it? Anyhow, it's also the beginning of October. It's spooky month. Spooky, spooky, spooky. I'm excited. I love this time of year. It starts the holidays. I am a holiday person, so, you know, I'll, I'll be doing Christmas November 1st. So a month from now, my Christmas tree will be on the front room. It's already up anyway. I keep it up. It's kind of an honor for my mother. She passed away, and she just she loved Christmas and the colors, and so I always had a tree up for her. And so I'm just keeping it up now that she's not here. Anyway, I want to welcome you all. My name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour. And uh, I also own the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. We are uh, 45 strong up and down the state of California. Uh, That means that we can get you any location that you're at that you might think you might have a paranormal problem. Also, the important thing, excuse me, about what we do is that we make sure that when we do go out that we are very thorough and we not only look at, at you know, it being paranormal, the possibility of it being paranormal, we also look at it as being logical. So we're looking at your wiring and we're looking at all that stuff. Give me a second, sorry. You know, we're looking at the wiring and we're looking at all that stuff. And that's because we want to put out the best, we, we want to do the best service for you. Because if we didn't do that, it would be a disservice. Anyway, our guest tonight, Michael Cook. Has had contact with Sasquatch. He's been studying Sasquatch for a while. Good evening. Hello. How's everybody? How are you? I'm awesome. How are you all? Good. I was just killing some time. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I, I was dealing with some barbecue sauce business stuff and and lost track of time. Sure. No problem. I understand. So tell me about you, sir. Hmm. What do you want to know? <laughs> There's well, a uh, there's a lot. <laughs> I saw that. I, I was reading your profile, and I, I saw I saw you. You've had quite the uh, experiences. So let, why don't we go back to where you had your first experience, and then we can go from there. Uh, it's probably about twenty miles from here. Uh, I had my first experience twenty years ago. Had a uh, large bipedal, hair covered creature roll it off the hill in front of me into the river. Took a wrong step, tripped, uh, done something, and landed in the river right in front of me. I was fishing on the riverbank. Um, terrified me. After that, I uh, went for a year and didn't tell nobody. So once I started telling people and everything, I, I joined an organization and, and became a field researcher for them and stayed in that position for eight years before I went off uh, as a solo investigator and Pretty much, that's where I'm at today. Um, the second and third exp- uh, visual sightings of these these beings happened in 2015, and then the fourth one happened in 2018. Um, wow! So yeah, they're they're very much real. In fact, I've I've researched out Northern California and Montana. I've done a lot of out west stuff, but I stay mostly on the East Coast. Okay. And when you saw it the first time, what did it look like? Uh, about eight foot tall, 400 pounds, give or take, uh, covered in a dark, 
dark brown or maybe even black uh, coat of fur, um, round head. Uh, I didn't really look anywhere, but you know, from the chest up, mm-hmm. so I couldn't tell you if it was male or female. But it did it did uh, show uh, signs of being a male. It was it was very um, uh, male like in behavior. I'll say that. Um, deep set eyes, very large, flat nose. Um, like I said, it was, had a round head. It didn't have a sagittal crest. I, I don't believe unless the hair was covering it. The, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was really tall and lanky to be honest with you. Uh, it looked like a very tall basketball player covered in hair. So skin was uh dark, dark brown, or maybe even black. It was very weathered. Um, long arms very very long arms um and in fact it was disproportionate the 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 tips of the fingers almost went down to the uh, knees so which in contrast to the one uh the well the two that we saw in um in 2015 mm-hmm. one was about six foot tall and the other one was around the eight and a half to nine foot mark the the larger one was very broad shouldered and had the, uh, if there is such a thing as a typical Bigfoot uh, mm-hmm. look, that's that's kind of what it looked like. Um, the one in 2018 that stepped across the trail behind me as we were exiting the uh, area that was covered on Travel Channel's These Woods Are Haunted. Uh, all I saw was really a silhouette of something very large. It took one step across an eight-foot trail, uh, so you can get an idea how, how tall it was. But um, here in Kentucky, we normally they normally stay between the the larger ones, uh, full grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally stay between eight and nine foot tall. Very interesting. And when you saw, how old were you when you had your first? Oh, I was uh, sixteen. I'm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I skipped school one day and went fishing. I just had got my license that September. And uh, my parents gave me a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. than most kids. So I was a good kid. I didn't get in any trouble or anything. I, I didn't get caught. I'll say that. Uh, the, uh, that's the trick. Kids, don't get caught. Learn from your older brothers or sisters. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. Don't get caught. Um, but, you know, I always, when I, when I talk to uh, events and stuff and, Everything I see children out there. I say, you know, if you skip school, you never know. You might, you might encounter a Bigfoot. That's what happened to me. So, um, you know, it's funny that that you know most of the shows that I've been on and stuff. Uh, the common thing is, you know, I'm probably the only person on earth to encounter a clumsy Bigfoot. And you know, I've heard of certain things kind of odd happening, but mm-hmm. uh, when I say this thing fell down a hill it it literally fell end over end down a hill in front of me um it wasn't very agile and it wasn't very graceful when it when it fell but 16 years old i I joined the um bigfoot field researchers organization um about two years after that i was 18 and um you know i'm 36 now I'm, i'm almost 37 I'm I'm getting to that age now where I I can get out more my uh, my career my business that I run 
mm-hmm. allows me to, uh, as opposed to being young and broke at one point, I'm still broke, but I'm not, I'm not as young anymore. Um, but the experiences, I mean, you know, with Bigfoot and, and Sasquatch and, and any cryptid really, I mean, you, you dedicate so much time to this stuff and, and you really lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I can blink and, and it feels like it was, I can blink right now and it's going to be three years from now. I mean, sure. time, time does, does go fast. Um, but you know, do I feel like I've wasted 20 years and I feel like I'm closer now to finding my answers. Um, I surely don't believe that I've wasted 20 years. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it all over again, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't skip a beat. I would, I would go and do it again. Uh, Bigfoot research and, and, and all this stuff has opened up so many, so many, so many doors and, um, uh, networking and friendships. Uh, one of my, uh, one of my best friends, he's actually, I'm actually speaking at an event this weekend in, uh, Northern Virginia around, uh, uh, Wires Cave, Virginia at a Bigfoot event run by one of my best friends, Daniel Benoit with the ECBRO. And, um, you know, I'm Daniel and I, we run pretty close together. We were spending this weekend together and then we're spending next week weekend together in South Carolina at a Bigfoot festival. Uh, we're both appearing at, but, um, you know, with, with Bigfoot and, you know, I, I think you probably, you, you probably contacted me after you heard me on coast to coast. Yes. And that was probably the highlight of my, uh, big, Bigfoot career, um, that is a was a once in a lifetime thing that mm-hmm. I never thought that I would be sought out to talk about my research and experiences with um, or on and uh, you know TV and stuff like that. I mean, peep, I, I had it out with a guy yesterday, and he was talking about um, I'm, I'm hosting a conference next year in Kentucky, the first ever big uh, Kentucky Bigfoot conference, and I, I, I appeared at this guy's. Um, his festival a few weeks ago in East Tennessee and he wanted me back next year and everything. And, you know, he, he coined me and a couple others as, as quote unquote celebrities. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is I am not a, uh, I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm, and I told him, I said, and I come back, he said, he said, do you hire any celebrities? are you going to hire any celebrities for your conference? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, for a draw, I said, it's a Bigfoot conference. They should be coming. The celebrity is Bigfoot. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if you have to have a draw, it's not a, it's not a conference, it's a convention. Uh, right. If you have celebrities, it's like a, like a Comic-Con. Right. Um, and he come back and he said these, these three words. And he said, you are a celebrity. And I said, and I don't know, um, I don't know, it, 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 it struck me, I'm, I'm not a very, um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't lash out at people uh, at all. I'm, I'm very docile. I'm a very, very easygoing person. Um, but it, it struck a nerve. And when it did, I come back on him and I said, hold up. I am a cryptozoological researcher that focuses on 
the creature known as Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I'm not a celebrity. I've been on TV. I've been on, on films. I've been on movies, documentaries, countless podcasts, radio shows, the biggest radio show on earth. Um, and, but I am, I'm, I'm sorely not a celebrity in, in any manner of speaking. I'm a normal person. I work a normal job. I, I do this. I have a, I have a very, <laughs> I have a very average life for people who wouldn't believe that I do. I have a very average life. I just have a very weird hobby and, uh, or, or some demon is weird. Um, <laughs> you know, but I am not, nor will I ever be a, a, a celebrity. Celebrities are people you have to babysit. You have to treat like children. You have to pay a lot of money for, um, they, they I'm not one of those. And, you know, it, it really irks me when people classify me as that. I had this kid um, back in June. I was speaking at this conference and uh, where my table was, he he was placed right beside of me with his table. He was selling uh, um, like Bigfoot T-shirts or something. I, I don't know. And all day long, I tried to strike a conversation up with him and I couldn't. He wouldn't. And I finally asked uh his girlfriend, I said, uh, you know, what, what, I don't know what I've done to your boyfriend. She said, he's scared to death of you. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, she just said, Oh, he's, he's, he's terrified of you. He, uh, he's watched you on TV. He's what he's listened to this. He's followed you for years. And, and you, you know, to him, you're intimidating. And I'm like, well, I'm, I need to do something. So I grabbed him and I walked outside and I said, you know, we got to talk, man. I said, I'm just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a normal job. I, I put my shoes on boots on one foot at a time. Um, and, you know, I told him, I said, you know, why are you scared? And he goes, well, you know, and to, to him, it was like I was famous. And I said, I'm infamous probably, but not famous. Uh, uh, but it's people like that, you know, I like talking to, but whenever somebody classifies me as something I'm not, I'm, Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard, hard time with it. And, and, you know, there's, I've done podcasts in the past that have uh, taken stuff I say out of context. Right. And that's another thing. And I'll, I'll correct people every time when they take stuff out of context on me. Um, I was doing this uh, podcast one time and it was pre-recorded, and I didn't, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know they, they edited it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked me about the, uh, the Patterson Gimlin film. And I said, uh, you know, I gave my gave my two cents. I said, you know, if uh, I said, in my opinion, I think that it was very real. I've been right there where it happened at. I've, I've stood on the banks of Bluff Creek and where uh, Roger and Bob both stood. In my opinion, if it were to be faked, um, let's just for for and I said it like this. I said, you know, for for. Um, for hypothetical purposes, let's say it was faked and um, the logistics of it would be a nightmare to try to get a three or 400 pound suit, another mm-hmm. person up that, up that far in the river. Now, those who've never been to Bluff Creek, it's, it's, it's very, very far off the beaten path. Um, so two weeks later, I start getting these hate mails. I mean, just emails one after another. And telling me that I was bashing Bob Gimlin and this and that. And mm-hmm. this after the fact that I had spent a weekend with Bob at a conference. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, I was on my way home and I listened to this podcast and there was no, no, no time that they ever played that hypothetical, hypothetically speaking, if right. it were to be faked, let's just say for all intents and purposes, it was faked. It came right out and said, they said, you know, what do you think about the Parrish and Gimlin film? And I said, um, on the recording, it said, oh, it was faked. And this is, you know, they got a 300-pound wow. suit up. The re- and, man, it it destroyed some stuff for me. And I had to, uh, I had to seek uh, uh, legal action. And then they had to backtrack and replay the whole thing. And they, I don't even think that podcast is even around. Maybe I'm the one who actually put it off the map. (laughs) Uh, But I got a bunch of apologies and stuff like that after the fact. But, you know, when we done the TV show, These Woods Are Haunted Mm -hmm. on Travel Channel, that was, uh, that was an experience. And then, you know, we all agree, all three of us agree that 95% of that show, I mean, it was dead on accurate. Right. But, you know, there was 5% of it that was accurate still, but it was kind of beefed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we expected that from a TV show. I never would have expected something like that from a podcast. Uh, so, you know, I, I watch what I say and, you know, how I, well, I don't watch what I say. I watch how I say things now. Right. Um, I'm a very outspoken person. I will tell you my opinion no matter what. And I'm, I'm rambling, so you need to ask me some questions. Yeah. I, I don't I don't do good with the rambles anymore. I'll it's just ramble good. on and on. Just to let you know we're live, it's all good. I don't do any weird editing or anything like that. Um, the first sighting you had, you, you were cutting class. Did you tell your father about the sighting, or did you just keep yeah. it to yourself and your friends? A year after. I, I got home that day, and I had full intentions of telling him that what I'd saw and I, I had a fear that he was going to call me crazy or, you know, tell me I was lying. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I knew what I saw and I still know what I saw. And um, about a year after afterwards, I uh, him and I were in the living room and we were watching TV. I was I was reading a magazine or something, a book or something. I don't know what I was doing, uh-huh. but we were watching Unsolved Mysteries. And, you know, that show, for the most part, was missing persons cold cases, uh, you know, uh, unsolved murders, stuff like that. But every now and then they would, you know, sprinkle a little, little spice on everything and throw a UFO encounter abduction. I think Travis Walton's encounter was on there a couple of times. Um, but that particular night it was Bigfoot and up until a year prior, I would have never, I would have never entertained the notion that these things existed. um, I was a firm believer in being a non-believer. I, in fact, it wasn't something that was discussed in daily talk around around my home. And it really and truly still isn't. I mean, you know, we people would think that we talk about Bigfoot all the time, but we we really don't. I was talking to Daniel earlier, and, you know, we were talking about next weekend at the South Carolina thing, and I said, I swear to God, the first person to say Bigfoot at that cabin we're staying at, I'm going to kick as hard as I can. Um, but we were watching Unsolved Mysteries and I look up about the time that the Patterson Gimlin film was playing 
And when Patty turns her head and looks over his shoulder, Roger and Bob, and there's actually a cool story about that, but that was the same motion that the creature that I saw a year prior made. And my dad said, I turned white. I, I, I broke out a cold sweat. And he said, son, what's, what's wrong? And I said, I, I got to tell you something. So I spilled my guts. And, you know, as I was telling him, I noticed that he wasn't, he wasn't laughing. He wasn't calling me crazy. He wasn't telling me I was lying. And you know, he was listening to me and watching me intently. And I said, dad, what do you know? And he said, well, the, the very next thing that he said propelled me into the next 20 years when he said, well, they're out there. And, um, you know, the conversation went, went farther into it. And he told me about what he knew about stories he'd heard about an incident he had, um, in the eighties, he was squirrel hunting and he had something stalking. Um, this was, this was prior to the black bear invasion of Eastern Kentucky. I live in Eastern Kentucky. Now I, I moved away for several years and came back, but here in Eastern Kentucky in Harlan County, Kentucky, uh, it is the black black bear capital of the world. I mean, we, we have almost as many bears as we do people here. Um, you can throw a rock and hit a bear. They're, they're nuisances. Um, but, you know, they're animals nonetheless. They they have their place in the world. They just need to move and kind of mm -hmm. scatter out a little bit. But they... Um, but dad, he, he knew more than, than, than what I thought he would know. And I said, why would you never tell me? He said, well, you know, would you have went hunting? Would you have went fishing? Would you went hiking? Would you went camping by yourself and stuff like that? I said, hell no. I would have never, never entertained that. And he said, well, your life has been better not knowing. And in the book I'm writing, The Bigfoot Out of the Woods, that's the second chapter, is called The Burden of Knowing. And how, how once you're... I hate using the word th the words third eye, I really mm -hmm. do. But it really does. Um, it, it amplifies your your mind. It opens your mind a little bit more. You start seeing patterns, and you start start seeing things that you would normally, you know, keep under wraps mm -hmm. or pushed in the back of your mind. Right. Um, case in point, you know, listen to any any. Uh, interview with uh, Ronald Moorhead from the Sierra Sounds. You know, he, he lived most of his life without ever entertaining the notion that these creatures could exist. And in 71, that's when he, when he started to experience them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's one of the most well-known researchers out there and a friend of mine um, value. Uh, he's, he's actually my personal hero, but uh, he's like the modern day living, breathing Indiana Jones. Um, but you know, it with Bigfoot, I think, you know, 20 years ago, if you would have asked me what it was, I'd probably said it was an undiscovered species of primate flesh and blood, none, nothing more, nothing less. But nowadays I, I tend to, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I mean, they could be flesh and blood. In my in my opinion, I think they might be flesh and blood that are endowed with extra abilities, which is not common in the animal kingdom or even in humanity. Right. Uh, some some folks are born and learn utilize learn how to utilize extra abilities like psychic and and mediumships and stuff like that. 
And and some people just walk around their entire lives uh, creeped out all the time because they're feeling things they don't understand. Right. Um, you know, but like uh, with Bigfoot and, you know, I'm... <sighs> I had somebody ask me a while back at a conference. I was during a Q&A. They asked me about the Loch Ness Monster. And if there's anything out there that I want to believe, it is the Loch Ness Monster. And I say that so seriously. I want mm -hmm. to believe that there is a living, breathing plesiosaur floating around, living in Loch Ness, Scotland. But I have a hard time with it. I really do. But I think it's, I think anything is possible. You know, 1500 years ago, we, we knew that the earth was the center of the galaxy. Right. Uh, you know, 500 years ago, we knew that the earth was flat. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, we knew, I knew that there was no such thing as Bigfoot. And, you know, it just goes to show you what in the world are we going to know tomorrow or next week or next year. And, right. and the Amazon rainforests and and all over the world there's thousands of animals discovered or variations of already existing animals discovered every year right to say that something doesn't exist is erroneous and is a is a discredit to to what we do as researchers when you when you break it down to the bare the bare essentials we are biological researchers or metabiological researchers Mm -hmm. Um, we have, we have weird theories, we have weird experiences, but for the most part, Bigfoot researchers like myself, our research stems from encounters that, that we had to have personally before believing the seeing is believing, um, deal. And I, I'm one of those people. I'm, I am, I'm still, I'm still one of those people. I don't discount anything, but I have to see stuff to truly believe in it. And you know, I, there's a lot of things out there that I don't believe in, mm -hmm. um, or I have a hard time. Like I said, I want to believe in the Loch Ness monster. I really, truly do, and I want to believe in in other things. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. But there's, I have a hard time. I'm a logical. I'm a very logical, practical thinker, and you wouldn't think that with Bigfoot, but. Logically speaking, I am a researcher because I have seen it. And, um, you know, you live in, in one of the one of the hottest states on Earth for Bigfoot activity. I mean, California is we, we were in Bluff Creek, uh, researcher and myself. We, we went to Bluff Creek in 2018 and it was crazy. We had all kinds of stuff happen. We were there for two weeks, though. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking over at the comments over here and I see Thunderbird. Yeah. Uh, Marissa. So Thunderbird back in 2000 and I want to think it was 2014. There was sightings of these birds in, in Western Kentucky and a colleague and myself from Texas joined together and we went down there. We met down there and the, um, the, the sighting report said that 
these birds were swooping down and picking up two and three hundred pound calves and uh and dropping them and then and you know it, they were busting like basketballs when they'd hit the ground and uh killing them instantly they'd take them up 50 60 70 feet and drop them and it was a real hard hard sell for me but my my buddy down in texas he he called me up he said well you know let's meet we'll we'll stay the night if anything, we'll eat good and, and get a night away from town, from, from home. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we go down there and this farmer tells me that it's like vultures. And I said, well, you know, vultures are, they're not predatory animals. They're not predatory avian animals. They are, uh, strictly, um, savagers, uh, scavengers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they reap after they reap what they, they're the cleanup crew of the animal kingdom. And, um, you know, we were standing there. We heard these stories and stuff. We were there for two or three hours, and we were getting ready to leave. And there was a shadow just went across the ground. And my friend looked at me, and we both collectively looked up. And what appeared to be to us, we had pictures, and and I think he even took a took a a video. It it looked to be birds with seven footish wingspans. Now that's not a Thunderbird. I understand that a Thunderbird is, uh, if you go back in, in native American culture and stuff, the Thunderbird was responsible for, I mean, go figure thunder when they flap their wings. That's what would, that's what would the sound of thunder would come from Uh, a lot of symbolism um, in native American culture. That is not meant to be taken literal. But after that, there have been sightings. And I really, like I said, again, with the Loch Ness Monster, I want to believe in this stuff. I really do. But I have a hard time. Mm -hmm. But there have been sightings of what people perceive as pterodactyls. I mean, you know, it. it's one of those things. Like, you know, logically speaking, my my sixth grade science teacher brain wants to think that um wants to know that dinosaurs left this earth 65 million years ago right but but there are tribes in indonesia that have have seen living breathing dinosaurs or they claim to um and we live in a time now where symbolism is not not common um these people are describing what can only be taken as like um, um, a patasaurus or, you know, long neck dinosaurs roaming around these jungles deep, deep, deep in the jungles. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, 2022, we've seen everything and been everywhere. We haven't. We know more about the surface of Mars than we do the bottom of the ocean. And, and we know more about the surface of the moon than we know about some of the deepest forests on Earth. That's true. So, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, it really, really have, you really have a hard time. I do. I have a hard time with some of this stuff with Bigfoot. I focus mainly on Bigfoot. I'm very interested in, you know, uh, uh, I'm with a team, which I run Cook Cryptid Research. That's, that's my baby. That's my, that's my thing. Uh, And I, I think it's a, I think it's kind of funny. My logo has the Loch Ness Monster on it somewhere. You got to find it, but it's, it's got it on it. Um, but 
I work with a team out of Harlan, Kentucky. Uh, it's, they're called Haunted Harlan County. They're, they're a paranormal team. And I've always kind of, you know, not mixed and matched the two. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've had ghost hunting friends and I know this is, this is California haunts and everything. Right, and I had some crazy stuff happen to me one time at a haunted house. And, you know, I, I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know what, why not? But, you know, being born and raised in the religion that I was raised in and stuff, I, I'm, I, 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 in my heart, I believe that once we die, that's it. You know, we we go to a different different realm, uh, be it heaven or 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 wherever paradise, and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, and and uh, to for for ghosts and stuff to 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 exist would mean that that doesn't or you know could potentially not exist. Right. Um, and and you know the whole Casper and all that stuff where you have unfinished business and mm-hmm. and this and that, but. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think it's it, it can be uh, my my view on the paranormal is probably um, one of the craziest ones you'll ever hear. And I'll tell you real quick, I think that it's a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that we're seeing we're not necessarily, you know, you're seeing something. OK, you're having something happen. Uh, full uh, full body apparition of your dead grandmother happens, mm-hmm. you know for a fact that you looked at your grandmother in a casket stone hammer dead X amount of years ago. You know that, but for some reason in your hallway, you are witnessing a full body apparition of your grandmother. Who's to say that that's not a weak, weak spot or there's, or we're looking into something, another realm where grandma's not dead. Grandma's alive and well. Mm-hmm. Which I think is comforting too, but you know that there could be a different dimension where lost loved ones. You know, you and I, we could be dead in, right. in another dimension, and 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 people see us and say, "Oh, there's there's uh, there's Michael Cook. You know, he died. You know, twenty years ago or whatever." The fact of the matter is, is that it can be. It goes in along along the same lines with Bigfoot and everything. You know whether or not they are a walker of both worlds. You know they could they could be from a different dimension. Hence why we never find bodies or bones. Right. Um, you know, and the one you know, the the funny the the inside joke in the Bigfoot community. One of them. There's several. I could write a book on inside jokes. Um, the one of them is that Bigfoot only has one foot because everybody only finds one footprint. That's funny. But you know you could you could explain it like this okay maybe they step out of their dimension and into this dimension and step right back into their dimension right Makes at that sense. One spot um and i i know a lot of people that's going to say you explain it away but you know that you're using that as a crutch or whatever but in reality you're not i mean you have to open the realm of possibilities like i said you know when i say it a lot we are in a we are in the the highest technology we've ever lived in mm-hmm. Uh, in our humanity lifetimes, in our in our in our run on this earth, um, CERN, the the particle collider, just fired back up, and they have openly admitted that they have tried to send um, very 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 small atoms at a high rate of speed, and there's something stemming from that 
they want they're wanting to try to cross over into a different dimension, a different universe, if you will. But right before it shut down, they done that, and it was by accident, which most discoveries are by accident. Right, you know, it's one of those things. Um, they sent atoms at a high rate of speed, and all of a sudden, two or three of them disappeared for for uh, just seconds for us, but they reappeared, and they were changed in some way, some way or shape or form. Right. Um. So it, it goes to you know you gotta open up your mind and 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 realize that we a we're not alone b uh perception is greater than reality right and and c there's things out there that we don't know about and there's no reason to be scared of it or run from it well look at the reports of people um seeing bigfoot walking either walking out of or going into a blue mist you know who knows what that is like you say it could be another dimension that he's what that, that, that that's what that's where the door opens up for the dimension he goes right through and comes and comes out and that's how he's getting back and forth or it's getting back and forth i had an incident happen about 10 years ago i was on investigation uh this this old guy he he had something like that happen he watched uh bigfoot transform into a ball of light oh that's and cool. I, I yeah i went into it you know kind of apprehensive with it but mm -hmm. you know i wanted to hear his story he invited me to stay the night and i said okay it's a good opportunity for me to go out and and see where this happened at so he took me out to the spot it was daylight mm -hmm. later that night i went back and and sat down it was just me it was by i was by myself and i was sitting there writing notes nothing was happening at all i mean it there wasn't you no know, crickets no nothing going on and i was just sitting against a tree and um just over beside of me, I heard a wood knock. And um, it was very close. And then right on the tree I was leaned against, something pushed up against it. Well, yeah, there's a question we're asked all the time. What are you going to do when you find Bigfoot? Right. And, you know, and that's something a lot of us haven't really thought about. To be honest with you, I, I haven't made it that far. Um, but I was I was terrified. I was I was frozen. And right here in my in my right ear, I feel something breathe. And you know, that moment where you're just like, okay, I've got if I'm gonna get eating eaten, uh, I'm gonna see what's eating me first. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. You know, I, I wanna see what's gonna eat me. Um, and I take my light and I turn real quick and you could see where the breath was and there was nothing there and I promptly get up and I'm a firm I preach about this do not run in any kind of situation but man I lit the ground alive I came out of there and the old man was sitting on the porch when I ran to his house. And I was probably a good three-quarters away from him or three-quarters mm -hmm. of a mile from him. And I get there. I'm out of breath. He said, so, you still think I was making that up? And I said, I never said that. He said, no, but your facial expressions did. <laughs> and you wanted to go and have your own experience. So how did that turn out? And I said, 
man, what was that? And he said, well, you're the, you're the expert. Tell me. And I, you know, that catalyst, uh, you know, that was the catalyst for, you know, me transitioning over to, you know, this could be metabiological creatures. This could be metaphysical or, right. or metabiologic. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where we, we don't really know what's what we're dealing with. And, you know, some people, you know, it's just like, like, you know, uh, paranormal, paranormally speaking. Right. There are some people that go out seeking demons. They're, they're demonologists and they go out and they, they hunt these. And you, I mean, I, there's literally hundreds of movies, thousands of books. I mean, one of the books is the Holy Bible. Uh -huh. Tells you not to fool with that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, don't don't go, you know, rattling the cages of hell. Right. And then be surprised when you get when you get possessed. I mean, that's that's nuts to me. I'll right. sit around with somebody's dead grandma all night. But when it when it comes down to demons and 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 pure evil, that's I don't I don't want any part of that. And you know, with us, you know, you've you got to see that side of people whenever they say, Hey, you know, you're going out in search of uh eight foot tall, 400 pound. Let's just for all intents and purposes, a primate mm -hmm. gorillas have killed people. Uh, let's put it, you know, give it a few more feet, a few more hundred pounds. And uh, you know, you're going out into a potentially that's like going out and, and researching grizzly bears. Um, don't be surprised when you get eaten. You know, and most of us, we've came to terms with that's, you know, that's more than likely. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to die like that, but more than likely, that's what's going to end up happening. I will, I will uh, meet my demise in the woods, either by an animal attack or right. heart attack or, or some unforeseen accident. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'd rather die knowing a little bit more than what I, what I knew yesterday and then to die without that knowing. Absolutely. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very in tune with, with, with that we all die. And, you know, it's just, it's natural part of life. And, you know, I, that's one of the things that I'm doing today, you know, with, with my barbecue sauce and my Bigfoot research and my books I'm writing, I am trying to leave my mark. Sure. That way, that way people don't forget me because I believe when people forget you, they truly die. Um, you know, with, with everything going on, you know, my little boy and my, my, my not so little boy, he's almost 14, 200 pounds taller than me. Um, that's the most important thing. I'd give up Bigfoot barbecue sauce and everything right now if 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 it came between him and i mm -hmm. but you know it's never done that and then and I, don't, I don't foresee it happening um so yeah i got i got that i got that bigfoot the bigfoot out of the woods coming out uh hopefully next year i will be uh i've already started writing uh notes for it but ufos out of the sky will be out also cool. um then uh i'm currently in the middle of doing a film project right now that uh i don't know it's it's going to be pretty cool uh ron moorhead daniel benoit the squatch watchers north carolina 
uh, myself, we're all in. It's called I Believe in Bigfoot. And you can find that on the trailer and everything on Facebook and all that. But it's pretty cool how it's going to turn out. Um, this weekend in Wires Cave, Virginia, I've got the ECBRO uh, Virginia Fall Squatch Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be speaking there. Uh, also have soft squatch barbecue sauce on hand um, with the all new brand new flavor. That's, that's not uh, been, it's been announced, but nobody knows what the flavor is yet. Um, and it won't be announced until Saturday. Nice. Uh, then um, next weekend I'll be in Westminster, South Carolina at the South Carolina Bigfoot festival. Um. I'll take off after that. I'm I'm actually off the rest of the the the, uh, the season. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a project right now. It's called the Quantum Bridge uh, Project, Quantum Bridge, and we're we're investigating sighting or uh, triangles, uh, much like uh, the Bermuda Triangle and everything like that here in in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, we theorize that that could explain a lot the oh, why this is hot spots and stuff. Sure. Then uh, with uh, the crypto crew in haunted Harlan County, I uh, the crypto crew dot uh, com. They're on Facebook and everything else. Uh, headed by Tony Pelosi and uh, Thomas Markham. I'm I'm a big part of that. We are, and I'm say that about paranormal, but we are currently investigating uh, ongoing investigation of a house that is uh, plagued with shadow people. Oh. And I would have never, never gotten involved with this if I hadn't seen this stuff with my own two eyes. Right. And um, I find it very, very interesting. Um, then um, next year, next October, the 21st, October 21st, 2023, the Kentucky Bigfoot Conference will happen here in Harlan, Kentucky. Um bringing in Kentucky researchers and around uh, surrounding states, uh, researchers from around uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, by then, well, first of the year, some pretty cool stuff is coming out about me. There's, uh, uh, like I said, sauce watch, the, 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 the barbecue sauce and gourmet hot sauce and, and many, many other goods coming out. Um, in fact, at the, if you're, if anybody is near wires cave this weekend in Virginia, I will have the first uh, packaged um, uh, beef jerky, and no, it's not like it's not like it's not like uh, Jack Links. I can tell you that. But um, uh, right now, with Sasquatch, I have four main flavors. I have uh, black cherry bourbon, apple bourbon, peach bourbon, and uh, straight bourbon barbecue sauce, and then a maple whiskey hot sauce. And then there's a fifth um, flavor coming out this weekend. All made by me. All all recipes are by my own hand. In fact, that's why, like I said, I was late. I was doing some. I was making some sauce, as I make it myself. And right now, I'm, I'm making it, bottling it, distributing it, and everything myself while working a, you know, forty-five hour a week job for the state right. of Kentucky. People people want to know if I'm if I'm if I'm doing something tonight. I'm definitely doing something. I mean, I'm always doing something. I'm always busy. The I sauce sounds time. yummy. The sauce sounds really yummy. I was I'm gonna have to get some of that and try it out. I, I love barbecue sauce. I think that's how you found me was on coast to coast, and then you yeah. went to the to the sauce squash yeah, page. Yeah, checked out your sauce page. Yeah. Yeah, sauce squash. Yeah. About your investigations, real quick. 
and then we'll get back to the sauce. When you go out to do investigations or to, or to look, what do you do exactly out there? I mean, we see the guys on TV from, for, you know, from VFRO, you know, going out there. So what, what do you do? So let's take, uh, take that off of, uh, let's, let's just completely forget about TV. Because okay. TV is TV. Okay. It is for entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a show out right now that I'm actually pretty interested in. Uh, it's called Expedition Bigfoot. It's on Travel Channel. Okay. And I believe if any, any TV show is going to find definitive proof or answers, it's going to be that show. Um, and the researchers on it are very, you know, you've got a primatologist, you got former military, you got to be a, 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 a Bigfoot researcher for X amount of years. That's, that's heading this show. Um, for me, sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. So we go to a location. I have a research area that we go to. We have habituated the area. Well, I feel like the creatures know us. I feel like they do know us. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they interact with us. So when we go out, we go to a certain area, we build a campfire and we sit there and we talk. That's about it. I mean, there's there. I mean, you know, I'll slap a tree every now and then. I'll I'll knock on a tree, or I'll do a whoop, or would uh, you know, um, a collar or something like that, just to try to see if I can I can amp them up. Every now and then it works. Um, for the most part, they I think the Bigfoot are looking at me like I'm stupid, and they know that I know that I can sit there and and have stuff happen to to me. Right. Um, Two weeks ago, this past weekend, I took a picture of a campfire. We were researching, and I took a picture of the campfire. And in the fire, you could see a face. You could see clear face. It wasn't pareidolia. It was, you could see the bridge of a nose. You could see um, a mouth. You could see eyes and everything. Um, And and people have, you know, it's over on my YouTube channel, by the way. I have a YouTube channel called Cook Cryptid Research. And uh, there's a link to it on on sasquatch.com, and that's S O S S S Q U A S O S S S Q U A T C H dot com. Um, but like I said, go to YouTube and and check it out. It's Cook Cryptid Research. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the last video posted. It's um, it's very interesting. It's the the pictures on the very end, so you have to watch the whole video or fast forward to it. But watch the whole video. It's pretty cool. I think we've done pretty well. Um, a lot of paranormal stuff goes on up there, even though I try to stay away from it. You can't, you can't stay away from it up there. Um, there's a lot of native American history up there and, um, you know, but when we research, you know, if I go, if I go out and investigate like a sighting, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll go out and talk to the witness. So I'll write everything down. I record the interview if they agree to uh, be recorded. I don't, I don't put my phone on record and do it without nobody knowing. In fact, that's illegal. So <laughs> you can't, you can't do that without people knowing. Um, but um, you go out, talk to them, go see where they had the sighting at, you know, and, and you can pretty much, you know, weed them out pretty quick. If they've actually had a sighting of a Bigfoot or if they've seen something else, you know, right. more, you know, might've been a bear. Might have been a bear, you know, and, you know, and you I always have to ask the people like, hey, are you 100% sure that this wasn't a bear? Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, normally they'll, they'll either say, well, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they, they kind of jump the gun or, you know, they'll be adamant with me and say, no, absolutely. Hell no. I, that was a bear that, that, or that was a Bigfoot. I know what I saw. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of sighting reports anymore. I, I'm, I'm mainly, I used to, I, man, I got like 17,000 sighting reports uh, or 1700 sighting reports under my belt that I've actually investigated personally. Um, but I got out of that and went right, went back into field research sure. boots on the ground stuff. That's what I like to do. Um, as far as like, you know, if somebody goes out wanting to look for Bigfoot, don't. <laughs> now, if you're going to watch what you do, um, don't start something you can't really finish. And what I mean by that is I see a lot of people, new new researchers out there, wanting to do gifting and stuff like that. Folks, let me tell you, you could get into some dangerous situations very quick and not even in your for yourself for others you know if you leave food um you know the saying is a fed bear is a dead bear right um a fed bigfoot could be a potentially dead bigfoot we don't want to see that happen even though to science we we will have to produce a body one day um i won't be the person to pull that trigger uh-huh. um but be careful don't don't take food products out and, and and it goes to known wildlife. I mean, for the most part, in most places have have bear. Mm-hmm. You could attract a bear in, and and you could get in a very bad situation very quick. Or you could attract a bigfoot in, right? And start this gifting and stuff. And then once somebody comes along and doesn't have a gift for this creature, right? Then then what what's going to happen? I mean, it's one of those things. And and also don't go out just whooping and and knocking on trees like a flipping moron i mean it's fun to do you know every now and then but you don't unless you know what you're saying okay (laughs) so case in point you're not going to go to you're not going to go to russia and know no russian right and stand on the top of the kremlin speaking gibberish thinking you're you're speaking russian and you're not going to do that you're going to get shot um same thing in the woods. Don't go out there screaming and, and whooping and going on. You don't know what you're saying to them. Worst case scenario, you're saying that you're a female and a male hears you and he's <laughs> and love is in the air. And then, you know, that's one of those stories when your buddies say, well, did you find Bigfoot? And you're like, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, you got Bigfoot in, in a court of law and you're, you're sitting there pointing to a dog where this Bigfoot touched you at. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not a good situation at all. But, you know, don't don't put yourself in any kind of situation. I don't. I mean, to me, I don't put myself. I, to others, I probably do. Well, I always wonder about that. Like, when you see them do that stuff on TV and you're thinking, uh, being the ghost hunter that I am, my first thought is, you don't even know what, what what's communicating with you out there. And banging those trees. It could be some dude out there with, with a big shotgun or something, you know, and here you're banging on trees and making noises. One of my one of my biggest peeves for TV shows, and it's on, on ghost hunting shows, it's on Bigfoot hunting shows. Um, they'll be in like, oh, we're in the most haunted place on earth. Okay, <laughs> cool. And then all of a sudden they'll hear something and they'll go, 
what was that? Or they'll be in the most Bigfoot active place on earth and they'll hear right. something. They'll go, well, what was that? Well, what the hell are you here for? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like, uh, you know, but for those who've watched the TV show, Travel Channel, um, Kenny, <laughs> he he looked at me and he goes, yeah, this was this was probably, on, I can't remember. It's been so long since I watched that show. Uh, but in real life, and the actual incident happened, Kenny goes, what was that? And I said, Kenny, that, that was what we're here for. That that was a Bigfoot. <laughs> and uh poor guy, man, he went, he went, he went all he went all the hell on me. He, he went, he it, it, he fell to pieces on me pretty quick. But you know, he had good reason to. We got in a very dangerous situation. Right. Um but you know, if you're out there and you knock on a tree and something knocks back, don't look at the camera and go, what was that? I mean, well, what was it? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's like the ghost hunter shows. And I swear to God, they will, they will not put a camera right here facing right. that way. They won't do it. They will not do it. And you always have this idiot that's been a, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a demonologist or some shit like that. And he goes, I'm looking at a full body apparition. Does the camera point at the full body apparition? No. no. The camera is pointed at him. No. Don't do that. Point yeah. the camera at the full body apparition. I want right. to see the I want to see this. I've never really truly what you'd say ever seen a ghost with my own two eyes. I got I got footage of something one time and I it was in a haunted hotel. We didn't know it was haunted. It was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia where the Mothman made fame at and i didn't know it until after the fact and we were traveling down the road and i was watching the video and i said oh my god there was something went past the window i never saw it with my own two eyes i've had something strange happen paranormal wise uh, i got pushed down into a chair one night in a very haunted location uh-huh. but tv shows right Right. I mean, it's you got at some point you got to sit there and go, you got to get out of here. Come on, man. I mean, you know, and then you get the ones that are really pretty far out there and there you hear we got an EVP last night and then you hear something go. Get out. But it sounds just like the cameraman. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people are pretty naive. I'm not. I, I am to an extent. I, I'm really naive when it comes to women. But um, <laughs> uh, I really am. I, I'm horrible. Um, but the uh, when it comes to TV shows, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I watch, like, Game of Thrones. Uh, well, no, uh, House of Dragons. I, I am into that show pretty hard and heavy right now. Um then um, I watch Expedition Bigfoot, and you know I watch these shows like Alone, right. um, Mountain Men, and stuff like that. The show Alone. I know one of the uh, producers for that show, and he was telling me a while back. He, I and when I say I know him, I, I actually uh, grew up with him. He he made his way into into Hollywood and all that stuff. 
But he was telling me that there have been incidences during that show where they have Bigfoot activity, but they can't show it because it is not a show for that. And if they show stuff like that, then they could potentially lose sponsorships and stuff like that. So they have to cut it. Um, one of the winners, I actually, actually, I'm not like friend friends with him, but I, I, I'm cordial. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I, I can, I can say hi. I got his phone number. One of the winners of uh, that show, he had all kinds of crazy stuff happen one night, and it was Bigfoot activity. And in fact, he got so bad. You know, this show, they, they are their own cameraman. They drop them off a bunch of camera equipment and you <laughs> outlast whoever, whoever's out there. I mean, you, you're not anywhere close to them, right. but he got, he got so creeped out and convinced that it was somebody. He walks out and on camera, he says, you know, Hey, listen, I, we're I'm filming a TV show right now called Alone. If you've made it out here, first off, I want to know how you made it out here. And you need to come out. I need to call the producers and everything. And he actually took his satellite phone that they give you whenever, you know, you hit that button. That's how you tap out. He called him. He said, listen, there's something going There's somebody out here. And they're like, that's impossible. Right. So when he when they said it was impossible... So around where they're at, they do monitor that. They're they're completely alone, but mm -hmm. they have to monitor it for, you know, uh, uh, safety reasons. They went out and looked around. There was nothing there. Nobody there. Huh. And no real sign of anybody being there. But he was so convinced that it was that there was people there. And even on camera, you could hear wood knocks. You could hear people, uh, you could hear something going, whoo, whoo, you know, like that. And, but they cut it out of the show. So, you know, it, it goes to show you what, what all TV does. Now you want real, go on YouTube. You got people like me that, you know, the most, one of the most expensive things I own, I'll show you. It's that. That that's that. I, mean, I had to buy buy one of these microphones um, because I got complained on from podcast uh, host saying they couldn't hear me properly or I was echoing through the through the speakers of my computer. Mm -hmm. So I bought this. I don't know how I sound. I guess I sound pretty good. Yeah, but uh, I I better sound good is all I got to say because that was not cheap. At all, <laughs> it was. It was. It's like that thing you got hanging. You know, hanging there. I'm. You're good. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm not. I looked at those. I'm. I'm good. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm not a. I'm actually getting ready to start a podcast, and it's going to be kind of like this right here. It's going to be the most un Bigfoot Bigfoot podcast there is. Like, I'm actually doing my first episode this weekend with Daniel Benoit, and we're going to sit around. We're going to talk about football and baseball there and food and Bigfoot. And, you know, it, it's the Cook Cryptid Research, Cook Cryptid Research, the podcast. I come up with a great name. <laughs> Somebody told me that I needed to do uh, Bigfoot, the Triple B, Bigfoot, Bourbon, and Barbecue. Or Bourbon, 
bourbon, Bigfoot, and barbecue and just sit around, eat bur- eat barbecue, drink bourbon, and talk about Bigfoot. And I'm like, after so much bourbon, I'm I'm good. I don't want to make a fool out of myself. I, I'll sit there and get drunk as a monkey and <laughs> and start talking about foolish stuff. I mean, you know, stuff that I kind of refrain from, like, hey, you want to hear something crazy. So I believe that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being that yeah. that can that can absorb into the trees and use the trees as networks and it gets all craziness, you know. And uh <laughs> but it's one of those things where you know people have asked me for years to do this and I've I've been very, very, very against it. Right. Because there is literally and no offense to you, and I don't mean this offense to you by no means. There's a podcast for everything. Right. Everything. I mean, get on Apple Music Podcast. Get on. Just type in podcast on Google. And I guarantee you there is a podcast for fingernail clippings somewhere. Absolutely. I I have a shuffle on my uh, on Amazon. And I was I was uh, I was in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, a few weeks ago, and I was I was driving, and it shuffles podcast episodes. And there was this one, and I swear to God, and I had to listen to the whole thing because once I figured out what it was, I was like, "I'm weird," but come on, it was a foot fetish podcast, <laughs> and I was like, "This is disgustingly funny," like. I am the worst person to put in any kind of situation like that. Um, I, it, it just it just doesn't turn out well. I'll laugh. I'll laugh at every kink anybody has. It's fun. Everybody's got their kink though. Um, but it, that foot fetish, man. Yeah, God bless y'all. If anybody listening, you know, if you do you you do you, buddy. You do you. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I hate feet. I don't like feet, and it, it's funny that I, that I don't like feet. And I actually research a thing literally called Bigfoot, um, <laughs> and, but you know it, it's ironic, really. It's right. the irony of of being human. Um, but I hate feet. Feet disgust me. Um, I'm a very non political person, also. Like when it when it comes to politics, ooh. I will shut you down so quick. And if you don't leave me alone, I will make you feel like the biggest idiot out there because I'm not a pessimist. Not a, I'm not, I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am a straight up. The government does not care. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last two years, whew, Politics have just, oh man, it's crazy. You know, I vote, and I, 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 I push people to vote. If mm-hmm. you, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain about what's going on. Right. But what's going on now? We have been fueling for at least three decades. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not just something that happened overnight. It is us getting. Uh, Go back even 200 and some odd years ago. I mean, we gave these people that power mm-hmm. after we left a country to get away from that kind of crap. 
Mm-hmm. We just we just put it right back into play. Mm-hmm. And you know, I one of my one of my favorite things to watch though, and I and employ anybody to to pull this up, pull up the Jimmy Kimmel interview with Bill Clinton. And you know, if Bill Clinton was anything, by God, he was a funny, funny guy. He still is a funny guy. And Jimmy Kimmel gets down, and you know, if you read into it, if you read the backstory about this episode, Jimmy Kimmel was being serious. He said, All right, wait on me, Roswell. And Bill Clinton looks him dead in the face and he says, You know, I was in the White House for eight years. And I kept on asking them about Roswell, and they kept on changing the subject. That's true. I mean, you got to look at, you know, even even Trump, mm-hmm. you know, ask about stuff like that. And he was like, he was shut down. Now, there's nothing mm-hmm. like that. Going on. Now, what he did do, which kudos to that guy, he declassified the reports, which yeah. it's a pretty smart move, folks. So the Pentagon, the Navy, NCIS, all these people had to come out and say, this is exactly what's been going on. And that's when the Blue Book stuff came out. And, you know, I remember years ago, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about Project Blue Book and people thought they were crazy forever thinking about it. And that was never a thing. And now look, 20 years later, you know, Project Blue Book was an actual factual thing that the government put on the air force put on mm-hmm. uh to re to investigate seriously investigate ufo sightings mm-hmm. and strange events i mean if you don't believe in ufos pull up the naval um videos and and here's what gets me like i said i'm not political so i'm, I'm gonna say this right so our enemies um russia uh, China, Iran, North Korea. So we'd say, okay, it could be one of our enemies. Right. Well, that's all right until Russia, China, Iran, North Korea all come out and say, yeah, it's not us. We we actually thought it was you all. Um, we, we're having the same kinds of kinds of weird stuff happening and seeing the same kinds of weird stuff. Um, there is a very I forget how you how you word it, but there's a very captivating video from Iran and it's taken on a cell phone and you see something. I don't know what it is. Now my girlfriend and I had a I, my first ever UFO encounter happened back in June and we saw a white cylindrical object in the sky and I, I mean like that it was gone. Mm-hmm. Um then two weeks ago, we're up in my research area and we're sitting there and I say something and I look up in the sky and there is this dull orange light and it's just hauling it across the sky. And mm-hmm. we pull out a thermal and look at it. There's no there's no heat signature. It wasn't a meteorite or anything. It was going too slow. And I'm like, guys, I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> I said, you know, with with all this stuff, I'm going home. I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with you all. Um, but no, I mean, we, we declassified that. The Navy comes out and says, you know, we've been having this stuff happen for years. Right. 
the 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 Tomcat video where they're uh, they're chasing that triangle shaped object, mm-hmm. folks. If you don't know what Mach three is, that's how fast these Tomcats travel. They were pegged out at around sixteen hundred miles an hour. Now, get on your bicycle and cruise down your driveway, you might hit about 30 miles an hour. That is moving 1,600 miles an hour, and they get outrun by this thing. It just takes off and leaves them. Back in July or August, I'm down at the East Tennessee Bigfoot Festival, and this man comes up and we're talking and they, you know, it's real nice guy. And he says, uh, I said, so what, what? He said, I just retired a few years ago. I'd like to go out, you know, Bigfoot with you sometime. I'm like, well, what'd you retire from? Cause I always like to know what people do mm-hmm. except me. You don't want to know what I work for the government, by the way, I don't work like in some kind of secret government agency. I, I wear a polo shirt to work every day. I sit behind a computer. It's very, very, it's very rewarding. I mean, hang on a lot. I enjoy my job uh, probably too much. But anyway, he says he was a uh, flight engineer for 30 years. And he logs countless hours in the air. And I had to say it. I had to ask. So, you ever see anything up there you can't explain? And his eyes lit up. He said, we need to talk. And he said, I I can tell you hundreds, if not thousands of times, we saw stuff that we can't explain. And it's people like that. You know, people people have weird, weird things happen. Now, in Kentucky, (laughs) we had this incident happen. It's been it's been a while, but I forget what year it was, but it was called the Kelly Green Men. And um, this family out in Hopkinsville, they were terrorized one night by what they claimed to be a bunch of little green men. And um, after the fact, there was kids come out and said they were the ones who done it. There's a lot to it, though. They actually shot at these things. And they were moving at a rate of speed where they couldn't even shoot them. You know, we have... Oh, God, I I don't even believe I'm getting ready to talk about this, but we have what some people perceive as goblins in Kentucky. We have cave systems that run this entire state. Sure. And they believe that goblins, these subterranean, I don't know what, he, what they even are. Greg Newkirk knows. He's a friend of mine. He's from up in Ohio. They've done this thing called Hellier uh, Documentary. And um, some of the stuff they caught was, and it makes you think when you're out in the woods, like if I encounter one of these things, what am I going to do? And and in reality, I'm like, yes. And one of these turds run up to me, I'm going to kick it like a football. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm going to do. But, you know, I'm I'm sure you have so many people that comes on this and, and they're all serious and everything. I'm not. I'm serious researcher, but like out in the woods, I'm I'm very, I'm 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 
I'm going to say it. I'm bragging. I'm fun to be around. I really am. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Benoit. He's a good one. You need to have on this show. Daniel Benoit. He's on Facebook. Yeah. Write him, write it down. He he's got, we had some experience happen to us in the woods, but Daniel, Daniel's all serious all the time. It's, it's B E B E N O I T Daniel Benoit. Got it. Okay. And uh, send him a message. Get him on here. He's 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 a character. I'll do, I'll do uh, that. Thank you. He uh, we're out we're out in his research area, and he's serious all the time. Well, I believe that this could be uh, this could be a this could be a footprint. This could be a footprint. <laughs> uh, we need to log this. And I'm standing there going, "Ain't that where we just stepped at?" he's like, and we're on video, by the way, while we're doing this. And he, he right. hates me. And I'm like, we just, that's my footprint, actually, Daniel. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a footprint. That's that's mine. That's a size 11. Um, that is my foot. Uh, let's do something else. So we're walking down this road. And again, we're, we're filming this. And this road, it's got a sign on it. And I stop and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> you see that? See that 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 right there is a <laughs> and I just I, I kill it every time. But when something when something real happens, I'm like, it's time to get serious. It's time it's time to be a researcher. Uh, you know, and I, we were talking the other day. He goes, "What are you doing this weekend?" I was like, "I got to get out in the woods. Or I'm going to lose my researcher card. <laughs> I got to go out big footing at some point." <laughs> Well, you know, uh, it's, what people don't realize, it's like with ghost hunting, too. They see this stuff on TV, and they think you're getting loads and loads of evidence all the time. But the problem is, there's more downtime than there is anything else. And that's when things get funny. Because then you, you know, you're starting to crack the jokes. And that's when it comes out, you know? Because well, we just don't realize it. We were, we were actually filming a friend of mine. We got hired to do this. Uh, it, it didn't make it to TV, and it might be the reason why. <laughs> um, so we're in Moundville um, Penitentiary up in Pennsylvania or West Virginia, and it's very haunted. And I understand that. I get it. I wasn't making light of the situation at all, and I forgot that we had we our mics were hot. We had uh -huh. lapel mics on. And the cameramen were behind us, and and the the sound crew were behind us, and we're walking down this this walkway. And the cells are on the left, and all that. And I stop, and I said, "Hey, so what are you thinking about?" And I just blurted out, and I said, "If a ghost stuck his in your mouth, would you know it?" <laughs> and he goes. Dude, what the F is wrong with you? I was like, you asked me what I was thinking about. And I was just wanting to know if there's a perverted ghost out here dipping into you while you're sleeping. Would you know it? And I look back and the camera's shaking. The guy, the cameraman's laughing so hard. And the sound guys are like, we got to cut that. But, you know, it just wasn't the right time, I guess, that we didn't have a TV show. But it could have been a funny TV show. It had to have been on on HBO or something because I have a I, I'm actually pretty PG right now. I normally have an awful <laughs> and I'll say that I have an awful mouth. Uh which they say people that use the F word have a higher intelligence. And if that's the case then 
Einstein doesn't have anything on me. There you I, go. There my you go. favorite word in the world. But, um, but yeah, that was one of the things though. I was like, if it's if he done that, would you know it? And then now it's like an ongoing thing where I'll meet a meet a researcher, I'll meet a paranormal investigator, and I'll say, "Hey, I got a question." That's right. Come here and I'll ask you a question, and I'll ask them, and they'll laugh at me, and they'll be like, "Well, you know, maybe." And I'm like, "Uh huh, all right." And then some of them be like, "No, you never know it," and I'm like, Ugh. And then sure enough, I die, and I become a ghost, and then I meet another ghost in the afterlife. And he's like, hey, 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 guy, I know you. <laughs> and then that's that's probably when I'll go to purgatory because I'm going to beat the hell out of another ghost for doing that to me. Uh, I'm assuming that you could do that if you are a ghost. I mean, right. you know, I'm just assuming that you're on the same plane of existence. But um, <laughs> but it's comical. And you got to you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, too. I. um yeah. We were talking just last night. I was I was in a meeting, and we were talking. It was with the with the crypto crew, and uh, we were looking at our at our at our flash drives and stuff, and our our video. And I we literally have thousands of hours of footage, and I said, you know, it we could we could probably take the next three years off, and and not even not even worry about it. We could air this every other week and be done. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just, but you know, that's disingenuous and I'm not that. So everything that you see on, on YouTube or wherever is going to be genuine stuff. And it's comical. I I try to make people laugh and, and it don't always work. It, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm corny as it gets, but, um, and, and you know, you gotta, like I said, you gotta laugh at yourself. You're out in the woods, middle of the night you and two other friends and you pick up a stick and you smack it against the, the tree and it mm -hmm. cracks and it echoes and you follow it up with a whoop and then you stop and I'll start laughing. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> really? I mean, what are we doing? I mean, this is from an outsider looking in. We are nuts. We yeah. are, we are nuts. I mean, there is something seriously wrong with us. I mean, beyond the fact that we believe in this stuff, we're out here trying to coax it in. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I've never made it that far to what's going to happen when one walks out and says, hey, <laughs> I'm here. I mean, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do now, big guy? <laughs> uh, and I guess this is... I didn't like your message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, your message was actually 8675309. My name is Jenny. And we're going to have some fun, big guy. Yeah, fun, yeah, and, yeah. you know, I got this little boyish butt of mine and it's just not, uh, I just, I wouldn't last, I wouldn't last in prison a day. Uh, I sure ain't going to last in, in the, in the forest being Bigfoot's lover. Right. Um, right. But, you know, there's, there's a thing, I mean, insanity. We were talking about this a while back too. Insanity, the literal definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result every time. And and we do that. You know, well, this ain't working. Let's let's try it again. And 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 we do it again and nothing works. And then some somehow we get action, but um repetition. you know, I, repetition. It's 
habituation. I think these Bigfoot in my area, they 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 see me and they're like, hey, there's a little fat guy. Let's mess with him. <laughs> and I mean, that's I got two individuals in my research area, and I say individuals being Bigfoot. Right. Uh, they uh, they're finicky. Like they're after a while, they'll start throwing stuff at you. And and they want you out of there. They'll they'll play with you for a little bit, but you know we were we were up there two weeks ago, and Rick um, he had this GPS and he was trying to trying to you know pinpoint some stuff and he had it and I was standing right here by the way he had this GPS in his hand and this pebble you know it was it was a good size stone come from nowhere and hit it right there dead. And I was like, where'd that come from? And he said, I don't know. And we looked around thinking, you know, maybe somebody threw it at us, but nobody threw it at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara and um, Stephen were over at the fire. Um, and to be that accurate, you know, and I was, uh, I was like, eh, we probably need to be packing some stuff up. They're, they're, they're not, you know, that's where we're doing the quantum bridge thing project that but man oh man right it's a hit or miss there right um but you know like i said if you can't laugh at yourself then you know why are you even doing it yeah life life isn't life is too short to be pissed off all the time life is too short to to take yourself serious all the time or take life serious i mean Life is is a comedy. You think about it; it really is. It's I mean, irony, ironic things happen. Um, you know me; I'm a walking, talking, ironic mess. I really am, and and like I'm a conundrum too. Like like I said, I I, I hate feet, but I search for Bigfoot. Right. Um, and it's it's weird. Like I'm I'm a weird guy too. That's why relationships don't work out. Uh, I'm too weird, um, <laughs> and I look into things too too deep. Um, I overthink stuff too. That's my researcher in me. Mm-hmm. That's the researcher. I overthink things. Like mm-hmm. okay, she said this, but did she mean that? <laughs> and and another thing, I never date fellow Bigfooters. And I got a reason. They're weird. <laughs> They're weirdos. I can't date somebody like that. Oh, hell no. There's no way. I've dated a paranormal research. I've actually dated a couple of paranormal girls. Y'all, I don't know. Everybody's got their kink. <laughs> you know what? I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Oh, yeah. Have me on anytime. I had a lot um, of- I'll, I'll bring you back some, you know, when you get your book done, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and talk more about Bigfoot and stuff. How's that? Yeah. Um, uh, ECBRO Virginia Squatch Fest this weekend, Wires Cave, Virginia. Next weekend, Westminster, South Carolina, the, the South Carolina Bigfoot Festival. After that, I'm going to be eating and buying a bunch of crap my kid don't need. Um, then, oh, man, look on any barbecue festival going on near you. 
Sure. Um, I will be there next year. We're hitting every barbecue festival, every barbecue event there is to push Sasquatch onto the to the level it deserves. Uh, new beef jerky coming out this weekend at the ECBRO Virginia Squatch Fest. I've I've actually got it marinating right now, and when I get off here and close this down, I'm going in there to put that on the dehydrator and start making it. But um, Cook Cryptid Research and Sasquatch is found on TikTok. Okay. And um, Facebook, Cook Cryptid Research is on YouTube. And go to sawsquatch.com. That's S-O-S-S-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com. For the sauce, this boss, throw something on the grill. My name is Michael Cook. Okay. Well, I'm going to go over to TikTok and uh, follow you over there as soon as we get done here. Okay. It, I got a couple of funny videos. All right. There you go. All right. No. I'll I'll definitely be in contact later at a later time to have you on again. How's that sound? That works for me. And if anybody wants to contact me too, just go on Facebook and it's, uh, let's see, I can do this. All right. It's right there. It is, it <laughs> is exactly like this right here. Michael W. Cook on Facebook. Shoot me a friend request. If it takes me a couple of days, then whatever. I'm a busy person. Gotcha. It is what it is. I got gotcha. you. All right, Michael, have a good evening, okay? Get some rest. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was real fun. A lot of fun talking with him. I like his personality. That's why I'm going to have him come on again. Tomorrow night, um, 6.30 p.m., our old friend John Kachuba is going to be with us. We're going to be talking about the Thunderbird shapeshifters. And, of course, because it's Halloween time, vampires. So we're going to be talking about that with, with him. Um, I want to thank everybody. Uh, it started off kind of weird, but I mean, we made up for it, right? Right? I made up. I, I stayed on extra for you guys. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to starting October and getting all kinds of really cool guests on and stuff. Anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. And uh, if you like what you saw or heard, <laughs> follow follow me on Facebook. You can follow California Haunts on Facebook, or you can just follow me on Facebook. So check that out, especially if you're watching from the California Haunts uh, Ghostly Events page you could hit that follow button same thing goes for youtube uh like he was trying to do with the finger somewhere down here i think it's somewhere on this side yeah that side there's a little ghost with the uh sherlock holmes hat on and the um magnifying glass and if you hit that that'll subscribe you to our videos we have more than 450 videos over there just waiting for you to take a look at and they're all different topics not only paranormal but other stuff as well so I think there's something for everybody. But I want to thank you all for coming. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. I like, you know, I like to get even with people. But I mean, um, <laughs> no, I don't. Don't take it that way. Uh, we're, we are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And uh, we're just trying to get the word out about our little show. And I think we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing pretty good. And I have you guys to thank. All right. There's that little ticker at the bottom. And the reason why is because we do not take any money to investigate or anything like that. So I own the whole thing, and what happens is if, if something breaks or bills come up, like the internet bill to do the show, things like that, comes out of my, my pocket. And, that, and I'm a freelance journalist, so you have an idea how my schedule, how my stuff goes. And I could use a little help every once in a while. And if you could, if you could help me do that, I'd appreciate it. Um, that's to keep everything on the air. It all, it all goes back to California Haunts for whatever the group needs and the show and whatever. And that's paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, there's Venmo and then type in California Haunts. Anyway, I want to say good night and you guys have your stuff to do. It's uh, what? 
8.18 on the West Coast, and that makes it late on the East Coast. So I'll get you guys, you guys get into bed, whatever you're going to do tonight. I still have to have dinner. So I'm going to let you go. Have a good evening. See ya.